Good morning, my friends. Welcome. Welcome to Personal Bids, episode number two. I'm Marshall Bircher, and I, if you're new to me, I help codependents become free of their codependency, help them rediscover their well-being, their happiness, and themselves after narcissistic abuse, and help them set themselves free from being codependent by coming to know, love, and live who they are. So today we're going to have episode number two personal cake before we get to that i am going to share this out to the community because the community is your safe haven here on the internet where you can find tools guidance and support in your journey back to yourself back to your freedom you can find the link above on facebook below on youtube and if you're on youtube hit that subscribe button thank you guys for being here let me get that shared out right now oh that is not the right group that would be different Let's see. There we go. Yes, and voila. Okay, and it's done. Okay, let me know. Say hi in the comments below if you're here, if you want to. I like hearing from you guys. We can have a discussion about what we're going to be talking about today. This is a glimpse into how I heal my traumas and pain with with the approaches I teach, the tools that I use. So way back in the day... <laughs> Uh, I did a lot of work in trauma. I did a lot of work in healing trauma, helping others find what I call closure with their past traumas. And I've done that. I did that for, oh, man, till earlier this last year, I stopped doing that specific process called the closure technique. And this is a technique that allows the individual to reclaim themselves from their trauma by restoring what's called the two needs. So trauma is a result of the removal of safety and the nervous system or the body moving into a state of immobility or freeze. It doesn't have the ability to fight or flee the threat, so it moves into a freeze state where it plays dead and then often can move into a fawn state where it attempts to appease the threat in order to survive proximity with the threat. This is where codependency comes from. In my Oh, over a decade of working with trauma and helping people accomplish closure in that, <clears throat> it all started with understanding the need for safety. So we would restore safety through whatever means the body needed at that point in time for safety, and then we would meet the need that emerges after that because trauma is basically two needs, the need for safety and the need that existed prior to the loss of safety. <coughs> and it's with this approach that I have... I, it's with this knowledge that I use, man, words today. It's with this knowledge I approach trauma in a very specific way. And my tool sets that I teach in the heal yourself strategy, know yourself strategy, whatnot, are built on this premise. This is why I focus on safety pretty much, well, let's say, in the heal yourself strategy, there's an entire six modules six weeks of training on restoring safety and then reinforcement of safety for the next following um, what would it be 18 or 16 modules in that course because it's 22 modules long in the know yourself strategy we amplify safety by restoring our value by taking uh, control of it by receiving it and making it ours keeping it in our yard that's a huge 
place of internalizing safety because we become self-resourced. We become anchored in our own body and realize that our body is our first safe home. It's a place where we can dwell and understand ourselves. And then when we know our voice and our vision, we can connect back to what promotes our relational safety, our physical safety, and our emotional safety, the three safeties we all have in our daily life. That allows us to succeed in being more and more ensconced or surrounded with safety. Because for me, safety is a real thing. It's a fragile thing. It's a delicate thing. It tends to be conditional, but it is also real. And we can foster and nurture safety through healthy boundaries, through being anchored in ourselves, but also in how we take care of the big needs that arise within us. And so with this overview, this is how I approach traumas and pain in my own work. This week specifically, because it's been promotion week for the Know Yourself strategy, a really deep trauma, pain, has emerged in my world. I think I spoke on this a bit earlier this week on Monday. It's the exposure trauma. The trauma of being rejected, being criticized for doing what you do or how you do it. It's for being revealed. Or, you know, it can occur when you voluntarily open yourself up and people, it's not about rejection like someone saying no. It's about being attacked for being yourself, for daring to do the thing, for being criticized and put down, for being accused of things. Uh, being accused of having a certain kind of motive, for instance, in doing what you do. This is something I grew up with. It was a frequent message to me that my, my intentions were X and my behaviors were harmful because of said intention. There wasn't a warm regard, a consideration, or a willingness to understand what I was wanting or what I was trying to achieve uh, with a particular choice or action. Instead, everything had to be um, violent and deliberate and and designed to really hurt the other person. It's like, I can't believe you would do that. You would hurt me that way. It's like, didn't know saying no to you would hurt you, but I didn't even know that was wrong. And it actually isn't wrong to say no to someone. So this kind of gaslighting and this kind of um, abuse, it really shaped this trauma within me about being seen and about exposing or revealing myself in a voluntary way to get needs met, get wants met, to share things. So I've been working with that pretty deeply this week. You know, and this connects us to this aspect of trauma that can be actually really challenging. So not all trauma is verbal. A lot of trauma is semantic first, meaning it's felt. We feel it. We don't really have a cognizant relationship to the feeling like we don't know why that feeling's there. We don't know how it connects to the situation we're in. And it doesn't really have verbal uh, elements to it. It doesn't have words that come with it. It just is a really intense sensation in the body that can feel very paralyzing or overwhelming. That's what I've been working with this week is a nonverbal trauma. And one of the, the key aspects to all work with something like trauma with deep pain is legitimization. So I teach this practice called ALI in the Heal Yourself Strategy and the Know Yourself Strategy. It stands for Acknowledge, Legitimize, Integrate. 
So acknowledgement is the step of, I feel this thing. I feel it in my chest. It has this kind of shape, this temperature. It might have a color or texture to it. It might have a sense of weight or thickness to it. Um, it can feel squishy or solid, stuff like that. We're getting into the felt sense experience of this sensation, which is indicative of our experience. So when we have sensations in our bodies, we have emotional reactions to things. This is the narrative of our experience. And it's usually a, an experience, if we're dealing with a trigger, it's an, an experience in the past. If it's something we're experiencing in the present, then it's the narrative of this moment. And we're dealing with healing trauma or healing our pain. We're dealing with the story we've been through. So in my experience, this big, intense, hot energy, it's like a big boulder on my chest, is the narrative. This is what the little Marshall, when he was one and one, about 12 months, 14 months old, was experiencing when he would cry out with a need, when he would petition for attention from his parents, when he would do something that he was curious about and they got upset. These kinds of things were starting to show up in, in my experience, and that's what I felt. Um, this somatic energy, I decided to acknowledge it. This is what I'm feeling. This is, I don't know where, what's going on. I don't have clear detail about what's happening, but I know I've lived through something that felt this way. So that acknowledgement, I practiced that for several days. Still practicing it right now, actually. Because that's what the first part, that's usually what the part of ourselves needs first, is to, to be made real. It's like, do you hear me? Do you see me? Do you care about me? Am I real to you? Do I matter to you? It's to be seen. So I'm giving that to it through the acknowledgement. I see you. You're real to me. You're valid to me. And this allows me to accept the entire experience without trying to analyze it, fix it, correct it, deny it, shape or control it in any way. It's more like, this is what I've been living through or have lived through in the past. And you'll know this is working because you start to feel a warmth around that energy. Your body starts to relax and it starts to move into a different emotional state. Often anger, tears, grief, sadness, shock, confusion. You start to be able to put labels to what's coming up and sometimes even give voice to the experience. Sometimes that's not even words that come out. Maybe it's a scream. Maybe it's a grunt. Maybe it's yelling. Maybe it's it's punching the pillows or something. But often a very alive energy starts to emerge out of that. And this is where we can move to legitimization. So legitimization is what I feel is real. What I feel is real and what I've been through is real. They matter, period. So of course I feel what I do. Look at what I have been through. Of course this is coming up for me. I have been abused by through being seen over and over and over. I've been bullied. I've been mocked. I've been criticized. I've been accused of things. I have been punished for things I didn't do. I've been, um, I've, I've had people accuse me of particular intentions and then punish me for those intentions when those things weren't there. 
So of course I feel this anxiety and this intense heaviness and fear about being seen. I do that over and over. And I allow my body to, to respond to it. Like, what does it feel like when I legitimize this? Whoa, that's very much alive in me. And it's like, oh, I start to believe my own experience. I start to believe me that what I'm feeling, what I've been through is actually valid and I didn't deserve it. That I don't have to fawn or accommodate the other person. I get to actually occupy the space of what I am feeling and what I am going through without having to consider them first. I get to consider myself first. I get to be in me now. I get to be in my own sovereignty, my own experience. What legitimization ends up resulting in is that you start to feel real to yourself. You start to feel very clear about what you're feeling and thinking and what's alive within you. You also start to get very clear about what's real, what really happened. The shame, the guilt, the fear, the doubt, all of that starts to fade and you start to get a concrete sense of your own reality and your own truth. And this brings alive integration. Because integration is where we allow our experience to become full to us and we become whole to ourselves. It's like, oh yeah, this happened to me. Now the narrative about what happened to us also shifts because often we have stories about these things, these events we've been through, to help us try to explain why they happened. Usually these are self-condemning narratives like, all oh, this happened to me because I'm not worth it. I must have done something to deserve this. I'm, I'm a burden. That's why this happened. Or I'm stupid or I'm wrong or whatever it might be. When we've gone through legitimization, that story changes to, I feel the way I do because I've been hurt. I've been harmed. I've been attacked. I've been neglected. I have been impacted by somebody else's behavior and their choices and actions. We start to get sober about what happened to us. You start to get sober about your own lived experience. This leads to confidence. It leads to assertiveness. It leads to boundaries. It leads to a, a concrete sense of your own reality that you can then take action from. This restores safety and helps you discover the next need you have. Because remember, trauma has two needs. The need for safety and whatever need preceded that need for safety. So once we restore safety by believing our experience, then the need comes out. And in my experience, like with this particular trauma around being exposed or being seen or being myself in a public format, the need is reassurance. The need is shelter. The need is to be cared about by someone uh, close to me, is to have someone in my corner. And for this little boy, that would be his mom. And so we're nurturing that right now, giving that some care and love. I use a process called the nurture process to bring in a mom into that space for him to care for him. Um, that is taught in the Heal Yourself Strategy and the upcoming nurture course that will come out this October. But this is how I work with my pain and with my trauma. I acknowledge it. I legitimize it and I allow it to integrate. And I watch how my narrative shifts. And that means my relationship to myself shifts. I am more connected to me. And this is how it can work for you. 
This is the power of being aligned with your own value, your own voice, and your own vision. This is the power of being on your side. So it leads to these kinds of healings. I've done this with a number of deep traumas, uh, sexual traumas, um, gaslighting traumas, attachment traumas and that, that have healed in my life where they don't affect me anymore because they're integrated. I am whole within myself. And they reach what I call closure, which means that part of myself that was stuck in that event is free now and is off doing what matters to them. They're off living their, their bliss or their peace, or their reality. So I share this as a glimpse into how healing works in my world, how I teach my students and my clients how to do that in their reality. And to also give you a framework in which you can apply to your world, to any pain, any fear, even your joy, even your happiness can be applied to this. Like, I acknowledge my joy and my happiness. I legitimize it. This is beautiful. I feel this. I earn this. Or this is mine. Or I just, just have the privilege of having it. Or I deserve it. These kind of things. And you allow it to integrate. Brings more wholeness, more connection to you. You can use ALI on confidence. You can use it on successes. You can use it on failures. You pretty much use it on, on anything that has any, any um, emotional element to your reality. That, and you can sober up your experiences with it too. Acknowledge what happened, legitimize that it, it's real, and allow it to integrate. Powerful, powerful approach to becoming more and more real to you. So there you go. That's today's training, my friends. I appreciate you being here. Remember that you're worth knowing, loving, and keeping. We've got four days left for enrollment on the Know Yourself Strategy where you'll be learning the ALA technique and you also get access to the Heal Yourself Strategy in that enrollment that also goes deeper on that as well. So check out the link above on Facebook, below on YouTube to get more information on that. Otherwise, guys, give yourself time today to believe yourself, to know that you're real and that your experience is valid regardless of what anybody else says. Acknowledge, legitimize, and integrate your experience. So go gently. Remember that you're worth knowing, loving, and keeping. And I'll see you guys in our next training. Bye-bye.